this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. Outdoors in partnership with Warriors Quest is brought to you by Martin Archery, the number one archery company. Martin Archery combines leading edge modern technology with innovative design to give serious bow hunters and target archers what they demand. Axis Camera Arms for a camera arm that offers a smooth, full range of motion without restriction, lightweight, easy to pack, the name speaks for itself the Axis Revolution. Conquest Sense for more than 15 years, Conquest Sense has been selling premium hunting sense to hunters around the country. Bojax Inc., the best designed archery dampening system. Simmons Optics, everything you need, nothing you don't. Ozonics, undetectable, undeniable. Dry shod waterproof footwear, the most wearable rubber boot. Veteran innovative products, VIP broadheads. The first and only scalpel sharp broadhead with dual spring variable cutting width suspension for superior penetration. Elevated safety systems. Rancho Rio Lindo in Uvalde, Texas. Piney Woods Hunting Lodge in Eufaula, Alabama. All right, so we're back this week. We're going to talk about, we're going to call this one the preseason jitters. And we're going to talk about, uh, well, the preseason jitters and what we do in the offseason to buy our time and, and get ready for season, be it duck season, deer season, what have you. Uh, because even when I'm fishing in the offseason, I'm thinking about hunting. Uh, when I'm fishing, yeah. I'm thinking about like like I'm sitting there fishing. I go to like I go fish where I go duck hunt sometimes, and that's just to see what's there. What is still hanging around sometimes, and it's sometimes like like last month when it's getting kind of close. It's still early. I'll go out and I'll check on my duck holes, and I think the most productive off season activity that I do is one that I did today which is odd jobs yeah (laughs) making that extra money for hunting season a huge part of my uh, preseason preparation that I do is talk about what I'm going to do and then not actually do it yeah (laughs) and work on your boat yeah well that's that's a consecutive thing that's year round that's year round it's just because uh, you run your boat. <clears throat> yeah, you run your boat, you break your boat. You run your boat, you break your boat. You run your boat, you break your boat. No, I run it like three times and then it breaks. <laughs> well, usually, usually it breaks on the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has that boat ever broke and then allowed you to get back to the boat ramp on its own power? No. Well, wait. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, not happening. Technically, mine has. All the lights went out that one time, and I had to... Well, that wasn't near broke. The trolling motor went out. You did get stranded, though. And I, got, I, I did I'm, get stranded. I'm getting ready for work, and I get a... My phone starts ringing. I'm like, don't make me calling me at 5 o'clock in the morning. I sent y'all a text message. I said, oh, hey, call me when you get yeah. up. I got a text <laughs> message. The boat broke at 5 a.m. I'm getting ready to walk out of the house for work, and I'm like, 
fire. He's like, hey, my boat's broke. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, the only person I know that's going to be able to go, that's going to go get fire is Matt. <laughs> so I called Matt, and I'm like, hey, yada, 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 and he ended up getting with Briar. Yeah. Well, I woke up at like 6.45 to 27 text messages on my phone. <laughs> because already You'd already had a full-on conversation. Yeah, about <laughs> and I'm still on. passed out. <laughs> that's the beauty of going to work at 7.30 and only living 20 minutes from where you work. <laughs> <clears throat> but so what do you guys do in the off season like for real I mean I, 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 I try to fishing. work odd jobs to make that extra money and I, and I yeah. fish I go fishing really just a lot of fishing for me and I like me and Briar last weekend went and kind of cut some holes out then for uh to fit you know cut some holes out to give them a spot to land and some lily pads and, and a little private spot we got yeah just to kind of give them I mean I guess they'll We've hunted there before and never had any holes, and they, a few of them landed in the pads, but I think... I'm trying to get more of them coming yeah, in. Opening up a good spot for, that they can see where they can set down is going to really help us out, I think. We had a lot of passing birds in there, but they weren't, uh, they weren't passing high. Yeah. No, they're they were passing, passing well within shooting were, range. Because there they were, were, picking there up were fairly other close. holes where they could land. They were passing low to get to those holes. And they were picking up from not very far away, too. And uh, that's kind of like... When we hunted in in that hole we had in Georgia, me and you went that year. Yeah, the spot we sat was not where the birds were landing. But that just happened to be in the flyway. In the flyway to wherever we they were going. Not far from roost. We, we were, were not a, far from the roost at all. It was finding that roost, and I don't think you really want to sit on the roost. You don't want to bump. Up, you don't want to shoot we were, them off of that roost. Yeah, we were far enough from the roost we weren't going to blow them off the roost. Yeah, because I, they continued to use that roost all season yeah uh, but we were right in that perfect spot where if we hit ourselves well in the timber line of that lake the ducks would come across the lake about 15 feet off the water mm-hmm. now it's like shooting f-15s coming across that mm-hmm. water because they're hauling butt but they're getting after it but Especially you had you had time to that. you had time to prepare because you had probably 70 yards of lake from one side to the other very a fairly narrow lake yeah I'd, I'd like to go back there at least and tr- well, at you, least try where me and you and AJ hunted. Um, that seemed like a decent little place. You went to that same area with you didn't yeah, go to I didn't that. Go to that lake. It wasn't. It was, it, lo- it looked great again. It, you know, the water wasn't as high as it was when me and you hunted there. But it was one of those things where, I, for whatever reason, the birds just weren't there that year. That that area that area looked good. I mean. We could get into that area better somewhere. Like having a, a, a couple kayaks, I think, would have worked out better for us yeah. somewhere there. There, there was that that area can hold some ducks. I don't, like I said, I just don't know why they weren't there. We also hunted the Altamaha there that weekend. That me and you was there. I put in for that one too again. You talking about the John boat hole, where that John boat was chained to the tree? Is that uh, where y'all we went? went? We went our, back our, in there a little yeah, bit, we yeah. We went all the way basically to the back. We were kind of kinda around in that area. Where we went all the way to the back of that trail and then like waded out down this little skinny path and some small trees. And then there was a tall timber line. It was like tall timber and then it was like some small like marsh sticks. It was so cold that there were no leaves on them or anything. Yeah. And they were, it was just a big area of like small marsh sticks. But there was a good open hole in front of us. 
I know those boys that were hunting there at the same time we were, were hunting over in that area, and they were killing ducks. Yeah. They were a lot we closer to them. the roost. We saw them. It was, we were kind of like back in a cove, and they were. They came across, uh, some came out across the far edge of that cove, but they never came back up. Well, I think a lot of what happened was that, is that flyway just changed. They changed their flight yeah, pattern. A lot. Well, it's going to be Especially tough. Especially with wood ducks. Wood the, ducks are good. The good thing is, that. is hunting that spot is tough because... Um, that spot really depends on counts on the, the river being over its banks, which it's well over its banks. It gets over its banks every every year in the winter time. I'll say it was well over its banks because that water was like a quarter of the way up the truck door truck of the door when we drove through the creek. Uh, different spot, different spot. Yeah, same WMA, different spot. But when that river floods you don't know if it's going to flood the same way this year as it did last year what's going to be you know where it was there so the food source is going to change uh, it made for some beautiful timber hunting in southeast georgia yeah that, that year yeah. we did uh killed some wood ducks killed a merganser mm-hmm. uh, but that spot was awesome and you know me and aj really stumbled into it by accident because the first night we sat out there uh we had gone to a different spot trying to find another lake and we sat for a while uh about midday just kind of scouting around out there and then we uh i'm sitting there looking at my phone and i said hey let's go let's go change for see if we can find this lake so we ride over there in the pickup truck throw his boat uh actually it was my boat with his 15 horse on the back <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we ended up not using it on the second hole because it wasn't uh wasn't peeing like it should have been in the first hole we so we didn't want to overheat it so we paddled out to that second hole and we sat there as soon as we get sat in wood duck went across into the lake i said all right well let's hang and it got about 15 minutes before sunset and the woods just came alive and so aj shot dropped one right in front of us but because the water level was so high there was a current flowing through that lake so there goes his wood duck right down through the lake so we pulled out of our we had got up underneath the big uh cypress limb so we're using that as a blind pulled the boat out to go run that duck down and as we're going across there he's like trying to we were trying to paddle back to the blind there were so many ducks and at that point we said screw it just started shooting from the middle of the lake because we couldn't you know couldn't do anything else yeah yeah a dog would have been been nice then. I got a feeling mine's just gonna. Which I think that's I'm, I'm fixing to get a puppy, and I think that's think, gonna help with yeah. preseason jitters because you get to be kind of in all that, especially with duck hunting all year. Because then you're training the dog, you're working the dog, and you're doing that during the summer months too to get ready for hunting season. You're conditioning the dog, so it's kind of something you can keep going after duck season too. Yeah. Yeah, mine's kind of a come-up. A house dog. <laughs> Maybe she's got a lab. She's smart, though. <laughs> she's no, smart. She's and smart, she would though, be... so I feel like she's still come down to it. She knows. I mean, if you, she loves to the go after stuff. Is there. Yeah, her instinct, instinct is there. Her instinct is there. So I, I still think in small holes like our hole in Georgia, I think she's still going to be useful there. Yeah, I mean, we give it a shot. That's all we can do. As long as she'll sit still. Yeah, I got the base of it. Oh, she'll sit still. Will she sit still or will she want to be no. in your lap? No, she'll sit, she'll sit still. <laughs> uh, 
No, I got a climber base. So. Okay. Should be able to put her on that. So deer season started today in Georgia. It happens. I mean, this is just bow season. Just bow season. I I know I say that like I, I understand, but is is we still got time. Yeah. We hadn't missed like the actual opening day. And Today was Friday. the actual <laughs> opening day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we missed the actual opening day. No, because I mean, gun season. A lot of people. That's when you know what I mean. That's yeah, a lot a lot more people go out and gun hunt, and I definitely want to try. If I can't get up there during bow season, I'm I want to try and get up there during muzzleloader season. Because uh, I still have yet to kill a deer with a muzzleloader. Yeah. I don't know if I have or not. I don't think I have either. Maybe I have. I can't remember. Came never close. Never muzzleloader hunted a lot. I've only owned a muzzleloader for probably three years now. I came, I came close one time when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I came close. I think we've told this story before. Did we tell? We might have told the story on the podcast. I don't remember, but yeah. well, wouldn't tell it again just for reference. Uh, I, was, I was sitting in the stand, and it's getting about that time. We were like, "All right, stuff's gonna start moving," and the deer comes out. I don't know. It's probably maybe 100, 150 yards away. It was a, it was a good ways off. It'd have been a long shot for a muzzleloader. Yeah, I know. For a no, blind guy no. with a muzzleloader, and then well, for, for with the the iron sight, with iron sight, and this is a traditional Hawkins muzzleloader too. And it comes out, and I'm like, I see the four. I thought it was a four point at first, and then I was trying to decide. I'm like, do I want to shoot it? Do I want to let it walk? And then it comes out, and it passes. By. I'm like, all right. When it comes behind the other side of the clump of that clump of palmettos, I'm going to take a shot, and then. It comes out and it turns and comes straight at me, and that's when I know I see the brow tines. I'm like, all right, it's a six point. This sucker's gonna die. <laughs> and then it gets, I don't know, like twenty yards or less, and the hammer's back, ready to go. I got it right behind the shoulder, and it clicks. <laughs> I pull the trigger, and then I go to ease the hammer back to the half cock, and it clicks again. And the deer is staring right at me. And then it goes back to foraging again. And I get it. I cocked the hammer the rest of the way back. And then it takes off. And which is on video. But the deer was above the cloud of smoke. <laughs> and I'm like, I clean this fat sucker. <laughs> Looking back, I think I have shot with the muzzle letter. Because I remember shooting and going... I couldn't see shit after this milk. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. We'll have to go look for blood. Was it a deer or a pig? It was a deer. Deer. Because I was in that uh, that Missy stand in the corner. Okay. Yeah. That was back on the old uh, Cuthbert lease. Yeah. The old Cuthbert lease. That was more. Yeah. That was more of a probably closer to a showman lease than. Yeah. Cuthbert. Yeah. Hmm. But I bought a muzzleloader. Right before I left Kentucky and came down to Georgia, and I hunted with it the first year I was in Georgia, but never shot it. <laughs> I had it, never shot it. And I bought a dang nice muzzleloader too for a steel. But that, that least there, I mean, there was the deer were 
on the property. They just weren't on the property when we were on the property. Yeah. <laughs> or they come out. That's a key point. Or they come out when you're halfway up the tree stand. One of the two. I got a, I got a, <laughs> uh, a Thompson Center Bone Collector Edition with a muzzleloader scope on it for 150 bucks. That's about the only way I buy stuff anymore is if it's a steal. That I mean, that gun, I, I was not, the last thing I thought I was ever going to buy in my life would be a used muzzleloader. <laughs> but it had that, it has like a, quick release isn't the right word, but for lack of better terminology, that's how you, it, it's a quick release chamber. So you can pull, take it in and out by hand. You don't need a special tool or anything like that. So I broke it open, pulled it, and it was just clean as a whistle. Looked like it had never been fired. And, uh. I asked the, the gun store owner, I said, how much do you want for this? She said, 150 bucks. And I said, <laughs> sold. Sold. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, had I had that the entire time I hunted on Fort Campbell, I probably would have killed some deer with it. Yeah. No, I, you know, preseason jitters, I think one thing, kind of, when, when we first talked about it, I thought a lot about duck season, because I just, I don't know, I always think about duck season, but, you know, when it comes to like deer hunting, I, I like just going out to the woods and, and walking around. Cause you know, you might not always find like a, per se sign, like a rub or something like what you would think about, but you'll still find sign and, and habitat. And you know where, you know, here in Florida, I'm, I'm looking for stuff like where uh, a bunch of oaks are, where they're dropping acorns and stuff, or where they're gonna drop acorns. So just getting, just being out there is one of the things that does it for me. The water Let's oaks see. are dropping acorns right now. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Which is also good for wood ducks if they're on the edge of the water. Yeah. yeah. I know a lake <clears throat> that we go out and we hunted on a few times last year Boy, that has ducks. water oaks over the water. I believe I have the spot saved in my phone. I don't know what lake we're on the same. About, we're on the same page. I know. I, I have... Is it one we waited in? It is not one no. we waited in. It is one We're where the name, we the hunted with you. We hunted without you in your boat. Uh, I know how you're going to know. We ran out of gas in your boat and then had to go up oh, to a gentleman's yeah, house. Yeah, that one. That That's one. one I was just talking about where you need to scout. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that spot specifically has that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That spot right That's there. the spot. Well, I'd like to wait on that spot. I'd like to push my boat up under the trees and try and wait right well, there. Well, I think it's... Because it has those cattails right, right here. Right here. I've seen wood ducks this, this, over here. This is a, like, a little park. Got on X maps pulled up. There's a sign. Through. There's a sign right there. There's a sign, like, right in here somewhere. Yeah. No, we might be on this end. Anyway, one end of this, off, it's the opposite end where we can actually access yeah. that hole. There's a sign, and there's, that's a, that island's a little park. Well, it's a good thing we're not going to be on the island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, but there's models over there, too, I'm, and that's what attracts me to that lake. I'm pretty we're sure. Woodies, but right now we're looking Yeah, we've got uh, Wood Duck and Teal opening up next weekend. Uh, wood duck and teals three days yeah. and then uh, it goes to teal only 
I, is there, I think is it's there for a the break? week. It's for the week. There is. It's for a week. Exactly. Yeah. Is it, if there is a break, it's during the week. Saturday to Friday? Uh, and then Saturday starts over as just teal season? I believe. Let me pull up my screenshot like here. That. But I can't remember exactly if it stays. If there's any during the day wood duck, I think I'm gonna go to. This yeah, it's, it's like Saturday to Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday is the next Saturday and Sunday is teal, yeah. and then it's over. Yeah, that's Until the most November. disappointing thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like especially right, if you go and I really haven't. Especially if you go and hunt it, and you go out there and you hunt early wood duck and teal, and you're like. You're like extra jacked up, and then you're like, "Oh man, I gotta wait a month yeah. and a half." <laughs> yeah, Briar being working four tens and being single makes it easy for him having a kid. Like I can talk about, "Hey, I want to go scout this Saturday." Well, come find out, I can't scout that. Don't Saturday. get to scout that Saturday. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're telling me. <clears throat> but so scouting one of those things that gets you those helps with those preseason jitters yeah getting out there getting on the water getting in the woods walking around even just, if the birds aren't there you can find food habitat right i mean i got spots you can on, learn there's one place that on that particular lake that we were talking about i got spots marked where there's just big hydrilla mass <laughs> there's one particular lake that we it's not even a lake i don't know what it's considered like a river or whatever it's got a big marsh area that we weighed on it last season Mm, the only yeah. spot we hunted out of waders. Not true. Where else? Georgia. Georgia and the private hole. Private hole. Oh, okay, yeah. The only public land spot we hunted <laughs> yeah. in waders. Uh, I want to learn that area because there's so much water there that we um, haven't accessed. I, I'm not going to say. Briar hasn't learned it because you got to spend a full day out there to learn it. I, I was out there for a little while. Got stuck a few times. And but, anyways, if I think, especially if we're gonna go after teal, I think we need to go take that trail straight out from the ramp. That's all I'm saying. See, I don't even know if I'm a mess, but that's I mean that's shallow water. Teal like shallow water. There's a lot of open marsh out there. But that's what I'm saying. I really got yeah one specific area, a large area in general that I think needs to be scouted for teal. Well, I mean, we've got... And even uh, outside of two, it's going to hold regular ducks. Are you too. talking about using a different ramp? And coming in from the left no, side? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm, it's a, a vast area that we've already talked about via text last week. <laughs> and that's the thing. you got to get Onyx maps, man. I know. Yeah. At least get the state of Florida so we can start. Because me and Briar are always sending pins back and forth via text message. Uh, which is awesome that you can have that ability to do that because I can sit there and internet scout yeah. from the house or whatever, no, no, and no. I'm sending those pins to him, well, and wait, he's gonna, he goes out and runs Matt on Fridays. Where Matt wanted to originally scout. I don't know if we told you about that. No. Oh, you're yeah. talking. That's not that. That's south. That's a different area. That's a completely different area. I know. That's, uh, that's what I said. Way over here. So. Over there. Kind of like that area. Yeah. You been practicing with your bow? I've shot it a few times. How about you? Not at all. Not at all. I want to get. I don't have one. So I want to get an actual bow. Still waiting on yours. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to get an actual bow and then 
You know how? Oh, you have a crossbow. I have a crossbow. But cheater. Yeah. So is what it is. I had a crossbow for a while. I didn't like it. The only thing I didn't like about it is I really think it was really just that crossbow, and I don't know. It was so stinking loud. That crossbow sounded like a twenty-two going off, <laughs> and I hated that. I hated how loud it was. Uh, but I ain't got nothing against crossbows. We, we were, we went out. Let's see, the first year, this is the second year I hunted with Tristan. The first year we got Tristan to bow hunt. His plan was to buy a compound bow, and he was going to bow hunt with a compound bow. Uh, but he fell off a roof and broke his hand, his left hand, so he couldn't hold a bow uh, like a traditional bow. So he bought a crossbow off of Craigslist for, or maybe it was let go, one of those two, for <laughs> like 75 bucks. And then we got a new string for it for $13 off of Amazon. It's just a, like a recurve style crossbow. <laughs> and that man was laying them down. <laughs> I mean, he was two for two in the first two days of deer season. Dang, I don't Two does. I could never get that lucky. We were... Never. I, yeah, he had a good Ryan's deer season that year. Just to see him. Pretty much. But the first day of deer season, opening morning, it freaking poured rain. I mean, I was in the stand... 20 minutes after daylight, and I said, forget this, I'm going back to the truck. I had rain gear on that was not working. It was, it just, it, I felt like I carried that rain gear to go, yeah, I've got rain gear. <laughs> it was not, it did not keep me dry. I was soaked to the bone. So I went back to the truck. I set up our little uh, shade tent, started cooking breakfast, and the other two, Tristan and Charlie, got down shortly after I did, came back, we ate. And we never left our spot. That's what we did at Fort Campbell is we would set up and then stay in that spot all day where we parked. Never left there. So we'd come back to the truck after the hunt, make something to eat, take a nap in the truck, hang out there, never leave. That way we were going to be where we were going to park. That way we can make sure we go back to where we were hunting in the morning. Yeah. So afternoon we go back and I we're, we were in there in the stand maybe an hour and a half and off in the distance I hear a <laughs> and then I hear Tristan yell I got one so I got down I walked over there and he sure enough double lunged a doe at about 20 yards and she went about 50 yards piled up next morning we go like Rutt Daniels and go didn't go 20 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went out to another spot uh, the next morning and again, in that afternoon, uh, about an hour and a half before dark, I hear a faint off in the distance, just very faint. I hear, Thum. and I was like, I swear, if that if that day he shot another one. <laughs> and I texted him. I said, you get a deer? Yep. I was like, God dang it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't, man. And then uh, the next weekend, he shot one and missed. Shot at one and missed. And hi, dude, he killed four deer that year. He was laying them down. Two with his crossbow and two with his rifle, I think. I think if I got the two, I'd be done deer hunting. I wouldn't have no room. I'd be looking for freezers. 
He had. I've been looking, oh, I've been looking at deep freezers on Facebook. He had freezers on freezers in his garage. Yeah. He had plenty of room for meat. And uh, he ate it. Also, year he killed that nice nine point with his rifle. So, and he's got that one hanging on the wall now. Yeah, I'm excited. Finally, got mine back from. I think mine's gonna go. That's right another there. thing. If you uh, preseason, there's if you kill something good, you get to look forward to getting your mount back. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can wait for years to get your ducks back. Yeah, three years, <laughs> not getting back. I actually talked to Mike the other day, and he's like, "Dude, she doesn't even have a Facebook anymore." I'm like. Golly, dead Just in time. I'm just gonna have to go by her freaking. Yeah, you're gonna have to stop gonna... by there at least to get your wood back. Yeah, it's, that stuff's long gone. Gotta be, but I gotta go by there at least to give her a hard time. Did you put oh, down any money no. when you dropped the ducks off? No. Well, at least Thanks there's a. Last time I talked to her, all I gotta do is paint the bills on. I said, well, okay. And I called her. I texted her that weekend. I said, I can come by. It was when I was working up north. I said, I can come by. I'm, I'm headed home this week. I've been out of town working. I can come by. No response. I'm like, well, I'm not going to drive freaking two hours out of my way. I should have just driven two hours out of my way just to at least give her a hard time. I don't even want to pay for them at this point. I don't blame you. I just want them back. Yeah. But, I, you know, after I, I sent that 13 point down there to get done and I got it back with loose horns... I, I knew I'd never see the deer there again. I don't know. Well, if I may just hold ducks from now on for landing. That guy is different. Yeah. He, How far out is he? He was a year out. That's not bad. That's no. And he told me, too, before he did it, he said, listen, I only do so many ducks a year. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm probably at least a year out before I start that's fine. You told me. I mean, yeah. as long as I know, I ain't got no problem. I had no yeah. problem waiting either. Uh, but if I know. Right. Yeah. And he, anytime I got in contact with him about it, he would write back to me about it. I didn't not get my calls answered, my text not responded. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, I, I don't know what it's I would have done. Business, any business like that, though. I don't know what I would have done if I if I wouldn't have got that, that 13 point back I shot. Boy, I'd have been, I'd have been beating down her door. Her thing to me, I talked to her one time. She's like, you know, yeah, deer. I just, I waited because deer just, you know, like more of my money than deer. I'm like, you, you're more money than deer. Yeah, deer make you more money, but you took those ducks in, telling me that you could do them. Three so, years later. Yeah, do them. <laughs> yeah, not gonna understand that. I mean, but why, why, why wait three years? You know what I mean? That's that to me is is uh, unacceptable. Took my my wood duck. I got it back in a few months. It shows. Still. Look <laughs> at my cameras back compared to that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best job, but that guy it's not horrible. Up. I want to give him a wood duck. It's not a. It's not like Cracker Barrel quality. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's not great would, quality either. Yeah, I mean it's not horrible. It doesn't look like you just learned how to do it. But I would say you got what you paid for. Yeah, because I didn't no. pay a whole lot either. Yeah. I, I think I paid two hundred and fifty to have my cans back done. What'd you pay it's to get your wood ducks done? I paid like 
150. Something like that. Yeah. That's not too bad. But with bad. him, I gave him uh, 125 up front. I gave yeah. him a coot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I want just a coot just to have a coot mounted. But I want a coot, if I'm going to get a coot done, I want a coot, I want a coot standing on top of like a, a Miller Lite can. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to be a trashy bird, it's got to be trashy looking in a mount. Yeah. You know? I'm telling you, my guy would be perfect. I'm pretty sure he'd do it on top of a Miller Lite can. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do a whole we'll do a whole trashy no, swamp no, scene. No, no, What you need to do is kill you a bunch of coots and get them in a dead mount on <laughs> on a lanyard. <laughs> lanyard. <laughs> I can make you a lanyard. Oh, we, that's a heck of a, a lanyard for a limit of coots. Yeah. <laughs> you just do as many as a lanyard are old. <laughs> Fifteen birds on a lanyard. That's a lot. <laughs> I can do it. Hashtag. Limits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you missed out on that Georgia hunt. Oh, no. Right yeah. Dude, dude you want to talk about coot shoot? And that dude, one, he's like. I know, that dude they, that picked us up, the first thing he said, he pulls up, he's like. That's a stud that's coot. A, that's a stud coot. <laughs> that thing, and then he got. Least, look, I've never seen a coot that big. We got looking at it, too, and before that. Dude, that sucker was, it was a big coot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got the legs back from those moorhens. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the freezer. Sausage. So I talked to, uh, not Adam. Jim. Jim. Talked to Jim, and I said, we're going to make tacos out of them. What he said to do was boil them down to get them off the bone, and then, like, to get them tender, get them off the bone and the tendons out, and then put them in a pan with taco seasoning and water. Yeah. And simmer them until that water simmers off. Okay. And he said that comes out about the consistency of a gas station burrito. But it's good. <laughs> it's good. Real tender. Is, yeah. that, is that about how Adam did them there at the, the no, little Adam, lettuce wraps? I don't know what that man Adam did. Adam smoked them. He, he's posted those pictures on, on the grill. But yeah. He went all five-star restaurant on the Morgan legs. Let me tell you, it was worth it. Because them suckers was good. I was ah. like, you know what? That was pretty dang good. Oh yeah, I and after until I was sick. And after smelling them things, cleaning them, I'm like, "There's no way these things are gonna taste good." And then here comes Adam with a plate full of yeah. deliciousness, and I'm like, I "Okay." <laughs> I honestly couldn't believe how good the, the breasts, breasts were, were just deep fried. Yeah, yeah, you know they were that's, good. That's another off season dirt thing for me is, I, you know, I never thought about it until we really started doing all this. There is so much more like. Hunting wise, or like foraging wise, necessarily outside of like hunting season, that you can do like yeah. come the first of September, you can moorhound hunt, right? Right. That's still preseason to ducks or deer. Right. That's something you can do. You can also snipe hunt. Yeah, snipe hunt. That's yeah. after season. But snipe is open now. Me and you get the. Isn't uh, it? Pretty sure. Me and you get to go do the veterans hunt in February. Are you gonna go guide for us? Snipe. No, veterans hunt in February. I'll guide for you. <laughs> you know what we'll do? We'll go out to the private hole. Yeah. <laughs> Once they think, <laughs> just when them ducks think they're safe. That's right. Get them again. Smack them. <laughs> I, 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 I got that. Me and uh, 
I'd like to give it a shot. Yeah. Bell did. Bell actually did really good with that snipe hunt. The only thing she did. Did she actually retrieve a bird? She did. Oh, cool. There was a bird that she didn't retrieve. Just, a, I was just like, it was really far away, and I was like, I wonder if I can hit that. And I shot a crow. Super far. It would have been, like, if it was above me, it would have been considered a sky blast. <laughs> but it was out in front of me, and it was super windy, and it just shot, and I was like, oh! <laughs> I hit it! Right, and she ran after it, and picked it up, and immediately put it back down. <laughs> she's Tastes like, no. like garbage. Yeah, she's like, no, <laughs> no. Did you ever force fetch her? Yeah. You force her? Did you walk her and force fetch her? Huh? Did yeah. you walk her and force fetch her? Okay. Sure, so we're gonna we're gonna try and do the uh, we're gonna make this an inaugural or an annual crow hunt like, like <laughs> we, the crow beat the 2019 crow beat down yeah. yeah I'd love to do I love I got some I know some people that get heavy in the crow hunting too I would like to that do that was a nasty that's one, one of those things that, that, that I would cheap. like to do uh, that's a, it's good that off season I don't know that I would eat them that's a good off season. I've heard they're not bad. I mean, if more hens taste good, why can't crows taste good? Yeah, I'm, I'm with him on so that. That's one thing. Like when I'm talking about off season, that's one thing I really like to do this season is eating, attempting to eat more stuff that I would otherwise go no. <laughs> you know what else I've heard tastes really good that you would never think to eat is saltwater catfish. I've heard that. That was that guy, uh, the the gentleman you had on the podcast. Yep. About yep. That. Uh, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. From Omnivore's Homestead. Yeah. I yeah. know some spots where you can tear some catfish up now. I would. I would go out and give it a shot, just to just to flay them up and try it. But two, another I thing I really want to get into. It's a catfish. No. I don't see why they're trash. No, this I've is. I've always a... heard saltwater fishing. You know, being into saltwater fishing, I've always thought of it as a trash fish. But you know, having heard him talk about it, I was like, give it a shot. Yeah, why not? The blind. Yeah, I would like to do that. That's a, that's a, yeah, Russell will get us on some iguanas down there. Iguana. Uh, I think you kill all you can like, carry. Snake too, son. Snake's pretty good. I've had snake before. Sorry, I'm out on the snake. Why wouldn't you eat it? That's like, that's like hair of the dog. <laughs> the dog? You know, hair of the dog that bit you. <laughs> no. So terrified of snakes, just give a bite. No. I have a bite. You might come to find you really like it. You're going to have to go out and hunt them now. <laughs> no. One thing I really want to get into for off-season wise uh, that I want to get back into and find a good hole for is frog gigging. Oh, yeah. I had... We got the equipment. Yeah, we got the equipment. I had a killer hole when I lived in Georgia. Listen, it was it was the retention pond behind my house. One of, our, one of our duck hunting spots a couple years ago. Now, granted, the county has sprayed the, the, the dog was, crap out of it. The county, that was the state. But. State. Anyway, state has I don't know if it's Ooh. sprayed this year. I haven't been there. But me and Sawyer idea. went out with my old boat, and we didn't even gig them. We just rode around with the light bars on on the front, and you could see their eyes. You just lean over the front of the boat, snatch it out of the water, and throw it in the cooler real quick, close the cooler, and go back to it. I have an idea. All right. It makes it fun when you get home, too, because you're trying to reach in the cooler, and the frog's jumping everywhere. <laughs> Ice the cooler now. No, it's not as much fun. <laughs> I, I can't name it. I'm not gonna name it. 
What's your idea, though? But it's where I broke down. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not a bad spot. I, I agree. I mean, out there, half, have you? Yeah. Half of that that place is like the entire lake is almost uh, drilling that. So is it? Well, we have to go Most there and give it a way. shot. I mean, and I really want to get out to uh, get out and really do some. I want to do some bow fishing in the daytime in uh, Alexander River. Yeah. Uh, because I got a buddy. It's a lot. Not, Not even that, but the catfish. Another small yeah. mud boat accessible river that has been catching the crack out of the striper lately. Yeah, really. We went into the Glen last week. Bunch of striper up in there. Well, not only that, one of the channel markers right outside the Glen had about 20 of them hugged right up to it. Right. Like a spot you could actually fish, not in the spring itself. There was a guy that was like, he was like fishing the whole way, and then dude was just idling on the big motor, and I'm like, okay, cool, man. Oh, we saw, bring a pole? <laughs> we saw the, uh, we saw the little skiff out at the Glen. Remember that little 12-foot jumbo pole and platform we seen that day we went out? Um, how about and the your dude boat, that had... saltwater fishing? Had three dudes in 12-foot jumbo oh, pole yeah, yeah. platform? He was out yeah, at the Glen. Glen. Yeah. How about, uh, there's probably uh, some old views there. So we had like four dudes. I've been dudes. there in the mud boat seeing old views. Have you? Yeah. How about uh, oh, four dudes? And how about the dude that had paddling figured out? That that gentleman <laughs> was majestic. <laughs> Let me tell you. He, had it he was across between Maui from Moana and Poseidon. Right? <laughs> he you. had a tan like Maui, but he had the beard and the hair of Poseidon <laughs> with a beard gut of Billy Bob, but he was in his jean shorts on a paddleboard. Just no, 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 so no, no. majestic looking. Different guy. What are we talking about? Different now? guy. This was the, the guy where he was laying on the paddleboard and the chick was paddling the paddleboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I want to get into some of this other off-season stuff that's going to actually allow me to put a bow or something in my hand and, and get out and get so I like to fish, but I'm not a... Saltwater, or freshwater fishing is fun when you're catching fish. But I just, I can't, I haven't ever got into it like some people do. Yeah. I like going I out mean, bluegill fishing. I love taking my son out bluegill fishing. And I like to go. I need to get Tegan out bluegill fishing. We need to go out to uh, Seminole Forest. Yeah. yeah. That's Let me know. I, well, my permit might be expired now, but I can get another one. Yeah. yeah. Go out there on the weekend and, and hit it up. That's, Ryland loves fishing out there. and I mean, I had a, an absolute blast taking him out moorhead hunting. Oh, Peyton's huge thing is though she wants to mount Tegan's first fish like she's got her so hopefully she can catch something a bluegill about yeah, well, three inches wide Peyton thinks I like the size of palm in hand so Tegan's never caught a fish no Carson has caught a fish yeah my daughter is uh, almost a year and a half year and a half next month she's already caught a fish yeah, what's, what's going on with this? Just ain't done. <laughs> <laughs> I brought her a fishing pole with us one time, but it got broken. So she has a fishing pole. It's I look forward a to a broken fishing pole. I look forward to getting Ryan out into it's the deer crazy. stand quite a bit this year, and getting uh, getting him out into the duck blind with us a couple afternoons. Oh, you missed it. If he can water swat a if he can water swat a moorhen, then he can water swat a duck. Yeah, and. 
he was that was you that say was say that like it's something I wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most in my book. That's the most ethical way to do it. Yeah, right, you, get time, you get time to get a good bead. But it was funny because we were sitting there, and that moorhen was right off the bow of the boat. And uh, I said, "All right, we're gonna kill it." He says, well, "I want to shoot it." And I said, "Well, you you can't kill it with your red rider." He's like, well, "I want to shoot it with your shotgun." Wait, said, wait, wait. I, the first one we was trying to get him to hit it with his BB gun, and then you're like, like you like gave up, and you're like, "You want to shoot it with the shotgun?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, "Yeah." And then he yes. come over, I but put that's the not the best one. I put the shotgun to my shoulder, and I kind of let him aim it. I was like, "All right, you squeeze the trigger." I'm I'm just holding shotguns. So he's not taking any of the recoil. Whoo! Two feet over, two feet high. I'm like, okay, let me look around you, see if I can find that bead real quick. <laughs> and then I got down, and he he got it second shot. The second one was even better. That was epic <laughs> because the more hen was kind of walking across the lily pads in front of us. I was like, all right, hang on a second, hang on a second, and it started to go to take off to fly. And I'm tracking it with the shotgun. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Woo! He shot it off the wing. I was like, all righty then. That'll work. Just a yeah. ton of feathers. Dad's got that single shot shotgun at 410 at the house I trained Bell with. Y'all are trying. I don't know how he'd do with that. I'm, he may be able to rest it on the blind. And I'm saying, you, 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 I mean, let him try to, let him try. I'll give put, him a, I, well. blind up? on my boat and see if he could stand up on that front deck and rest a shotgun on it. I'm gonna give him I wanna give him a couple more years. He's only four years old. Yeah. I'll give him the six and then Why I'll start shooting your twenty two. he does. Oh does he? I'll buy him a twenty gauge. Cause there's not much recoil difference in a twenty gauge and a four ten. So at least I'll buy him something. I'll probably get him another TriStar like I've got. TriStar Viper twenty gauge. It'll shoot semi automatic. So it'll take, well, I want some automatic so it takes some of the recoil. I'm thinking about buying an ATA. Academy has them. They're to be a cheaper brand, but they're action smooth. They're a light gun. Is it inertia driven? I think it's gas. Uh, I just want to try it. They're cheap. They're like 500 like, bucks. I'm not, I'm not stuck on so, any brand, but I do like the inertia driven because he has, his is gas. And but he can't listen, shoot I, I necessarily kind of want to buy it for like hunting in my waders. Yeah. Because if I fall and it goes in the water, I'm it's a five hundred dollars. I'm not extremely worried. Yeah. About it. Right. I can understand that, but I do agree with him with the inertia driven over the gas because I have a gas shotgun and I can't cycle lighter twelve gauge loads. Uh, and it's probably really has to do with the fact that I need a longer, I need a, uh, I'm not through a good breaking period. After a few yeah. years, it'll probably start cycling that lighter stuff. But right now, I'm not cycling your average 100 round box. But I have no problem cycling three inch steel. Yeah. No problem. Never jammed on me once last year. And that's all I'm really worried about because if I'm going to go dove hunt, I'm not going to take that shotgun anyway. Yeah. I'm either going to take the, uh, the Ithaca 20 gauge or I'm going to take my pump 12. Well, the the difference is, is my wrist, and that's what really going to meet lean me towards the semi-automatic versus the to pump. To me too, and, and in that case too, again, it's a five hundred dollar shotgun. Right. If it doesn't shoot anything crazy, big whoopie. Mm-hmm. I got I got another shotgun. I don't know. Well, does it is it three inch or three and a half inch? 
It'll shoot three and a half. Okay, so because my TriStar was five hundred bucks and it was it's it's three and a half inch. Yeah. And the only reason I bought three and a half inch was so I could turkey hunt with it. Because I'm not Those, shooting three and a half inch of ducks. Yeah, it's a nice light gun, too. I mean, it felt it felt like a well-built gun for a... Because they had another one. I don't even remember. It was some weird name. Um, but that one, I held that one, too. But the action, I mean, just the action itself felt heavy on it. Yeah. I was like... Nah. Was that the TriStar? No, it was some other weird brand. Yeah. Mm. It's just Academy because I was there and I, yeah. you know, I can't go to the store without walking to the gun section. So your waiters aren't leaking yet? Maybe. What? I don't know. Well, it it could have been he sweat. was sweating so much. So, well, I tell. mean, <laughs> and I only ask you because you and I wear the infamous banded waiter. Yeah. yeah. Magellan, I mean, all the way. <laughs> Mine don't leak. Nothing. How much were yours? On sale, they were like 125 bucks. I paid 150 for my bandits. I would not have spent what I spent <laughs> on those waiters. Like uh, I, I wouldn't have gotten bandits. I didn't they were 50 percent off. That day. We <laughs> yeah. went for dad, and then it was like 100. I don't even know if it was. And yours were leaking anyway. It so was you're something like, stupid. Well, they leaked. it might have been less than 100, like 90 bucks. They were, they were something cheap. stupid cheap, but like not on sale. They, they were, were like nice and breathables or something like yeah. that. Mm. They were like $300, not on sale. And then the guy was like, these are on sale for yada, yada, yada. I was like, looks so like not, yeah. Academy like also, waiters today. I think you had to get, I think you had to get, order them online, but Academy at the same time had Drake waiters on sale for like 150 bucks. And I think that's what, I think that's going to be my next set of waiters is, is Drake maybe. Yeah, I think so too. When I go to buy another set of waiters, it's going to be something nice, but I'll just buy some brown ones. Yeah. There's no uh, price difference, really. No, there isn't. But, you know, and I'll buy something that's going to last me a lot longer. Something that, with a better Are you do the Travis Thompson about, and just get sick of waiters? No. Talking about, like, more preseason. Not unless I hit the lottery. <laughs> talking about more preseason stuff. Uh, a lot of salt water. We didn't do much this year. I'd like to do more. I want to get a polling platform on my boat. Yeah. Like, bad. Because push pulling off that cooler... Y'all two were able to fish while I push pulled, but push pulling off that cooler, I was not comfortable fishing off that cooler. Just because it was the, the way it was sitting. I just yeah. Didn't. I think we could. You could probably push pull off a cooler on my boat a little better. He also has a whole back area. Yeah, mine goes there. all the way across. Yeah, and yeah. you wouldn't be wearing mine not, too. Not like, pump off. I don't know how well. Nothing against your boat, but come like low tide I don't know how well your boat's gonna push in the mud like mm-hmm. my flat bottom slides across my I, I don't yours probably will push fine it should I don't know well my problem but also my my boat's going I've already decided my boat's going under the knife after season what are you gonna do to it cut the front hatch open and uh pull all the foam out of it make it a storage area put a winch in there I'm cutting the stupid not stupid. I'm cutting the hunt deck open. I'm pulling all the foam out of it. I'm pulling every last bit of foam I can get out of that boat. I'm You're probably going to get stupid. I'm guaranteeing this stuff full of yeah, water. It's a 2007, so it's, it's any foam water. that's in there is water. Is that why you're pulling the foam out? Yeah. You're going to put foam back in it? No. Absolutely not. Just going to sink it if it gets water in it? If, it? if it comes to the point where that much water is coming in, i got bigger problems. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. He was probably doing something he said. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is likely. You know what? We're going to go cut likely. across the middle of Lake George. Yeah. I mean, if, about, if I, like, the hunt deck, if I pull the foam out of it, I can, between, we're like, we're the transom of the boat, you know, because the hunt deck has its own little transom piece, but where, if it didn't have the hunt deck, where the transom would be, yeah, I can cut a hole there, and I can store stuff inside my hunt deck as well, because that's one thing, when my boat being as skinny as it is, doesn't really necessarily have the storage I would like it to See. Because you, you put stuff, you put stuff in it. Like I can carry lots of stuff, but then you're like trying to step around stuff, and yeah. so I'd like to have more. Storage. Well, something we discovered last year is a lot of what we use for blind material down here is palm fronds, and something we discovered using your boat last year, the best way to run those palm fronds, strap, is them, to strap them to the bow. Yeah, and then too, but like if if I cut my front deck open and I put a nice big hatch in my front deck, we could throw some of the decoys underneath the front hatch. Yeah. yeah. So, and that main, a huge part of me cutting the front hatch open is putting a winch in there because I do drive it like I stole it. Yeah. And it puts me in situations where I <laughs> yeah. would need a winch. Yeah. So, what do you winch to in a situation like that? An anchor. Just a regular old anchor? Yeah. Throw an anchor out, get it hooked good, winch to it because, you know, it's it's a sucker to push. It's really not bad. Honestly, my, my 1748 or 44 gator tracks I've had to push and compared to my 1448 tracker the gator tracks is a dream to push compared to that tracker hmm. My edge just a flat hole push. I think it's just a flat bottom my edge isn't that bad to push I'll tell you what's a real dream to push is my 1236 <laughs> <laughs> in fact you know I just forego the pushing entirely and pick no, up carry would, it I'm telling you I would we need to get really in a little really more. like to see even though they're cheap and people talk trash about them I would love to see one of those mud skipper service drive kits on your boat yeah you think it'd make all the difference in the world I think going places yeah you can go do a good 10 I'm sacrificing a lot of speed though I don't, I don't think, think weight-wise, so. I don't think you are. I'm doing there, 20 miles an hour yes, with that 9.9 nine on there. That's a 9.9. Nine. You could put a 10-horse mud skipper on there. It's going to be fine. It's yeah. not going to be any more. Realistically, if you look at the weight of an outboard compared to the weight of a surface drive, it is not that much heavier. Hmm. It's not like... And you can get another uh, point my, one of the horsepower on my 20, Yeah. yeah you probably have a manual horse, trim. My 28-horse mud buddy on that... Uh, Tracker was like 15 pounds heavier than a 25. Maybe not 15. It, it was super light. They were like right there in the same range as a 25 Yamaha. Hmm. That's not bad. That's a service drive motor, you said? Yeah, and it's a little kit. I mean, they're they're nothing nothing special, but they're cheap. They're like 1500 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. Something to work. Something to look into. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much. I would keep your outboard though. Basically, it's yeah, actually cheaper. If you you can buy just the kit with yeah. no motor, and then you go to Harbor Freight and buy you a Predator for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'd never get rid of that outboard. No, don't get rid of it because no. you can interchange. You get you a motor stand, duck season. You can stick your surface drive on there outside of season, or and if you're you going to a hole that doesn't really really require surface drive, you just. It's not heavy. It's a small surface drive. You pick it up, put it on your motor stand, and put your. Yeah. On there. Yeah. I'd like to do that for mine. I'd like to get a, a 90 horse Yamaha, two-stroke Yamaha for mine for off-season. If I want to go to the Glen or something, I can 
That joker would scream scoot with 60, a 90 I can, Yeah, I can scoot 60 miles that an hour one. across the lake. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be an interesting ride. I'm scared enough in your boat doing 30 miles an hour yeah. with four of us in there as we're talking <laughs> about doing 60. That's a little much there, bud. Mm. Listen, the, the ultimate goal for that boat would be to get a new hull and say ball out let's do it buy a supercharged jet ski motor and find somebody to make a jet boat out of it I I had a 14 footer you could have done that with but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not using a riveted hole I've just had a huge I want a jet boat so bad yeah like even just to cruise the river in I don't care I want a jet boat yeah they're cool they're cool I'll take it. I'll just go cruise the river. Like Dude, I said, you should have seen the jet boat I seen at Glen last weekend. Yeah, that's like it had a V eight in it and it like an enclosed cab on it. I was like, dang! I bet he was screaming coming across that lake. It's pretty serious. What that dude come in there and that thing? Uh, that's something I can do off season. Right? Yeah, ride yeah. my run, jet boat around. Run your run your jet boat. But it's off season stuff. It is. Spent we spend the entire time literally just buying our time thinking about hunting season. Yeah, yeah. that's all we do. Like, I mean, we we're out in July <clears throat> going that might be a pretty good duck hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that don't happen until November. Yeah. That one time, that one time, that one time we managed to get out and saltwater fish, we saw ducks. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Saw ducks, caught some redfish. Didn't get any trout, which I was really surprised at. Briar mm-hmm. caught a nice yeah. fat puffer. Yeah. That trout. You had a lot. Was, I think that trout hole. It's, it's deep. That trout hole's deep. So I think we're gonna be better off come once it starts to get colder. I think. That's one thing too. Salt hunting saltwater ducks. Got to this year. I'll go to Crystal. I mean Crystal River. There's all kinds of. We there's all kinds of East West Coast places. Well, that's yeah. the thing too. Is you know I was talking to Briar about that when it comes to teal, and. The, the teal, a lot of the teal we're getting here, they're coastal. It's like most of the ducks we're getting here are coastal. Most of your migrating ducks are going to be coastal. Yeah. They're not coming down the center of the state. They're coming down the coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a spot within us that I know that ducks that are supposed to be coastal end up. And I really just, they stay in deep open water. And I have to find a figure out figure out a way to shoot them this season it's gonna happen i've been trying to do it last two seasons and i just i haven't bought the material to be what if we get some pool floats paint them camouflage <laughs> don't necessarily want to Waiters. float around in this <laughs> <laughs> and i've seen big gators so i'd be willing to get in a kayak but i think you could paint a kayak like a solid the water is kind of like a brown color yeah you could paint a the kayak a solid color like that and you could probably get in pretty much a same solid color or cover yourself in something and yeah. lay in the middle of a big spread. But I think it would be safe to have somebody like on shore with the big boat because that lake can get nasty quick. In a heartbeat. Well, let's take a quick break real quick, and we'll be right back. Give you guys the Under Pressure Outdoors tip of the week. All right, under pressure outdoors tip of the week, Briar. What do you got? I'm gonna upgrade my one of my earlier tips of the week, and I'm gonna go upgrade from 
regular just having TP, having your wipes. Baby wipes, wipes are so much. Well, they make the flushable ones now, so you're not like baby wipes. But I mean, same thing. You can get baby wipes. It's they're nicer. You get a little cleaner, and then like if you're duck hunting and you use face paint or whatever, you can use that to clean the face paint. You can use it to clean your hands when you're done. Not there's the one multiple that you uses. Just your butt with. Yeah, obviously not that one. But I mean, you can use <coughs> wipes, other wipes. Now I think wipes have, wipes have a place. In, wipes have a place in the time. Because have you ever wiped your hind end with the baby wipes that's been sitting in your backpack when it's like 30 degrees out that morning? No. That's a good question. But, yeah. That, takes, that, that takes cold to a whole new meaning. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> that's, when, that's when you stick them down in your jacket for a minute when you know it's coming. <laughs> but here's the thing. How often do you know it's coming? Well, All right. And how often you, do you go, uh-oh. If you're deer hunting, if you're deer hunting, usually I can sit there and be like, okay. I can hold it for another little, little while longer so I had to climb down. And that's when you reach in the bag and you stick them in your jacket or something. Usually. Now, there is times when I'm walking back to the stand and I'm like, back into the back of the truck, and I'm like, okay, this time. I've had points where I'm so high up in the tree, I'm debating on trying to go in a Ziploc bag with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're up there in a climber, you're like, I'm like 30 foot up here. I don't, know. I don't have the time to climb down. So what do you got, Jordan? Oh, crap. You're going to have to come back to me. I just had it, and I you, you put me on the spot. I forgot it. Yes. Oh, no, I got it. No, not that. Oh. Uh, I don't procrastinate, you know, preseason. Uh, I've always, I've got a bad habit of uh, of trying to say, you know, like, I need to do this with the boat or do that with, you know, this before, before season comes. And then, and then we end up doing yeah, it the night before. I end up coming, like, night before or, like, and we go the blind. I'm like rushing to try and get it done fast, fast, fast. So it never hurts you. I mean, you know, to try and get your stuff done a month early or whatever, it's not going to hurt you. You're just going to be more prepared. So we're not and up till midnight. If we'd have been like, yeah, if we'd have been like Briar trying to do his, if it doesn't fit on the boat. Mine fits. It's on the boat right now. Yeah. All right. So the whole thing is, I didn't have to he didn't have to modify it. He had tried to do it by himself too late in the evening and got frustrated with it. And then it started raining. Well, I went over there to help him with it. I was like, what's the difficulty with this? We got it on there. It took us, what, 45 minutes? By the time you got there, I got, I'd had most of it figured out that I needed help. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's going to be a nice blind. That that's, yeah. sits up good and high. I'm going to cover the boat good. So, it'll, that'll be nice. It's going to give you a lot of room. I got to take it open. Although, I'm going to have a custom one made this year. Yeah. I do got to take it apart again. And then you get a hold of the you can go to Gator Tracks? Yeah, Gator Tracks or Sid. Sid. Sid's kind of out on getting... Sid's got some stuff that happens. So. Gator Tracks can make one specifically for, for the boat. The boat yeah. had a Gator Tracks blind on it, but the dude that originally redid the boat sold the blind. Mm. And it didn't come with the boat. He mm. sold the boat to a guy, and then that guy sold the boat to me. Gotcha. So, I would have to say... In the off-season, the best thing you can do is, like we talked about, dive into all these other outdoor activities that don't necessarily have a season and start doing that stuff. Like try I something mean, new. Down here in Florida, you guys realize that we don't have a season for rabbits? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You hunt rabbits year-round. Cook it out. You yeah. can cook it out. But you can, you can shoot rabbits year-round. 
If I could find a good spot to hunt some rabbits, and I would love, I would love to. If you are listening to this and you want to have the Under Pressure Outdoor crew out to run some rabbits over dogs, I would love to do that. Love to do that. That would be fun. Yes, sir. People do it. I know they do. Man, that'd be that'd be hard on the dogs in the summertime in Florida. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want to run them down here. They use beagles. Yeah. Yeah, but still, and running the, the dog in the summertime. Yeah, man, that's a. Whew. But outside of that, you know, we you talked about we talked about frog gigging. We talked about fishing, bow fishing, getting out there, just walking around the woods, which can be hard on a person summertime down here yeah. in Florida. Yeah. But getting out there, finding that spot, man, you could you can go out there, and I did it a lot last summer. Just went out and sat in the tree stand. Yeah, yeah. I. I you know, sat out there just to be out there. Yeah. Uh, trying to kill pigs. We never, I never saw any, but I was there just to be out there. Joy sitting in the woods. Yeah. You killed plenty of stuff. You had to kill plenty of mosquitoes. Oh, I killed plenty of mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I'm going to go ahead and throw another one out here is to like, especially if you're new into it, don't think that you can't go out and learn the sport when it's not the season. You, you know, you can you can Research. go out. Yeah, you can you can go out. You can walk the woods. You know, you can get to know your area. You can do your research and find you know stuff, and then you can go to your area and find spots in that area. You can go and sit. Yeah, like you're gonna you hunt. Can sit and watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, that's a huge off-season tip. Scouting. Period. Yeah. Just putting the time in the woods. Yeah. Or on the water. I think that's or, what it all comes down to, really. Yeah. To have a successful hunt is to put your time. Putting that but time it, it's hard, and that's one of the things that's really hard about Putting the time that you can in. That's hard on a budget. Yeah. Because those of us who are on the tighter budget, we don't we're usually pretty tight on time too. Yeah. So some of us are fortunate enough to work four tens and have that extra day. Go out there and it's just around. the time that you can though. Yeah. If, if yeah. you put the time that you can in, you're gonna be more successful than not putting any time in other than just your hunt in. Another thing I wish I would have done this summer is is uh, put some crab traps out. Yeah. I'm telling you, this this next like year, not you know, calendar year, but this next year, I think it's going to be a busy one for us because there's, there's so much stuff that I think all of us are so eager to get into. We've, been, we've been missing out on a lot. Crawfishing. Yeah. Putting out some crawfish, crawfish traps. Yeah. Man, that would make a great Fourth of July to build crawfish Wouldn't it? Oil. Yeah. Especially I, if we I went out there on, I know the perfect, before the perfect and, places to put them out, too. And caught a bunch too. of crawfish and just had to build crawfish boil on the Fourth of July. That'd be an awesome party right there. Well, I sound, it sounds like we got us a plan and we got to get to work. Yeah. So. Anybody wants to help? I tried to talk. <laughs> I tried to talk to a boy at work. And then I'm like, dude, you buy the traps and I'll take you out on the boat. <laughs> he some of those spots and I know the one we're thinking the same one you can't run a boat up in there you would have to um, take the canoe out Yeah. and I think the best thing for us to do would be put the canoe in right there to landing and paddle out from there Yeah. I don't know if we're talking about the same spot but I know what he's talking about you know where I'm talking about cause I, talked to I saw the yeah. biggest blue crab I have ever seen in my life at the canoe launch in Seminole State Forest <laughs> That's not where I'm talking about. It's the same creek. Yes. We're just talking about a different side. Different. Of it. I'm I'm talking about going in from over by 
Evans. Okay. But either way, I mean, it's the same creek. Right. So I think that creek's ideal for a crawfish. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know what? Sounds like we got a plan. We just got to execute. Yeah. So you guys stay tuned. You might come in across the podcast here in a few months about crawfish. Catch crawfish. crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We need to employ Rylan and his uh, bluegill fishing skills there. Son, we could crawfish do a bait. That's not a bad idea. Too, I mean. That would be, you know, that we could we could throw up a good crawfish bowl with a panfish fry. Maybe throw a snake in there too. Yeah. I'll tell you what, y'all get the snake and do all the cleaning and I'll put it on the pit balls. All right. I'll, yep, I'll give yeah. it to you. Just cut the head yeah. off. Cut I'm the head off. Moccasin. <laughs> yeah. baddest one, sorry. Moccasin? Yeah. Make sure the head's gone. And it looks like just a tube. I want it to look like sausage when I get it, okay? A tube of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week, stay tuned. Find out we actually go crawfishing or not. But we're definitely going deer hunting and duck hunting. Season is on. Season is upon us. And next Friday is duck season eve, boys. Yeah. These podcasts are about to get real interesting. We yeah. actually, I guess we started when there was a little bit of deer season left at the end of last year. Um, y'all had a duck season. No, y'all we did a live, deal. We did a live video on the Facebook page. Early teal and wood duck in his boat in Emerelda Marsh. And I can say Emerelda Marsh because everybody hunts Emerelda Marsh. Yeah. Well, now that the STAs are closed, it's going to be packed full of fellers. You won't see me nowhere near Ooh, that marsh. You know what's going to suck? That. You'll see me near it. Not in <laughs> it. <laughs> Maybe in it. You might catch me in it. We'll see. But I'm taking my boat somewhere else. <laughs> Until next week. This has been another episode of the Under Pressure Outdoors podcast. Make sure you guys are going on wherever you're listening to us, especially if you're on an iPhone and giving us that five-star review because that's going to help us compete with other podcasts. It's going to put us higher up in that algorithm. So making sure you guys are giving us a five-star review. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Shoot us a message. We're already trying to help as many people as we can get into this outdoors experience. So we'd love to help you too. Till next week.